0: Welcome to maker conversations. I'm your host Tiff Marchand from night Carver designs. Today on the show We have Kristen Stockdale She has her company Stockdale designs and she leads two very big very well-known events Haven and workbench con she is a very talented designer and a lover of learning of people pushing their boundaries and being brave and bold so You're probably going to be a little inspired and super excited if you're going to be heading to Haven or WorkbenchCon. It's a lot of fun and you learn a ton. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Sabertooth, who you guys all know I love. And if you want to get into power carving, I can save you 10% with the code NIGHTCARVER10 in all caps. All right, let's get to know Kristen. Hello. Hey. Is that the wallpaper on yes. the wall? See yes. it? That looks so good. Love it. I know. Um and then my daughter painted the bright yellow for me for Mother's Day. That's awesome. I'm like instantly I saw it and I'm like I know when we talked last year like I want to have it for when we record. I'm like she did it.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of help from my daughter because otherwise I don't know what I would have done because it would have been wallpaper and yellow.
0: Yeah, it looks Um, good. What what color is that? Is like a black or is it?
1: It's a deep, deep teal. Let me see if I have the, shoot. Oh yes, I do. Um, It is
0: thermal. Thermal. The contrast is really nice. It gives a nice pow, pow.
1: Wow. yeah so I'm excited I'll do um I'll do some I've got a new like a velvet 1920s kind of inspired bed and um nice. my grandmother's like french knot bed spread so I'm excited I'll I'll do the whole thing I don't know when but
0: <laughs> it's hard to fit in some stuff with your life it seems <sighs> like you you're always on the move
1: I I travel a lot for all different reasons but um yeah I I wanted to honestly I want to do my own blog, like lifestyle. Yeah. And I've wanted to forever. I need to, um, I need to start acting like a job, like carving out two hours a day or what have you to, to just do it. Get Otherwise it I will never yeah. ever do it.
0: I stocked your page. I, I actually stocked Haven down to the beginning because I was curious when it started and you started at 2013, but is that yes. when Haven started as, as well? Did it? Or was so, it something going on um, before that? Does it say
1: 2013? Because I thought our first year, I'm pretty sure our first year was
0: 2012. I feel like it had to have been. The post is April 28th, 2013. Mm-hmm. But counting down the days until Haven, it sounded like it's already happened before. And like here's part two. So I was, that's why I was curious about it. Because it seemed like it must have started one year prior to it. Yeah. The first post is on April 28th, 2013.
1: Well, and that very well could be. So, um, it started with a conversation, um, between a gal named Rhoda and myself in 2011. And then she knew a whole bunch of other, um, women that had, she met at a, like a general huge blogging conference. Oh, okay. And they all thought, you know, we really would love to have a niche down conference. Yeah. And um, and so she found me through my neighbor actually. And then we just connected sure. and clicked and um, met with the whole group. And Haven was born with one idea after another. And so cool. um, yeah, yeah, it really has been, amazing amazing blessing to everybody I think involved and then all of the attendees has been it's been so great for our souls to hear all the stories that kind of come out of it
0: yeah I mean it's really neat like going through the page and going all the way down through the years first of all I was like Mike Holmes <laughs> I love Mike Holmes um yeah. <laughs> but yeah you you can see like it just keeps evolving into more and more but it's really neat. I love the, uh, you had challenges for like a photo a day contest and things like that. Yeah, it's really and neat.
1: We can completely start doing those here soon. Like in, um, mid June, I guess we can do start some kind getting of, everybody yeah. amped up for that. And then our sponsors jump in and host a couple challenges too.
0: So that's oh, always fun. When does that usually start?
1: um th- like we will be sending out those emails for rust-oleum's uh challenge transformational challenge this week cool and then we have one with Wood Grain, and that will go out um probably first half of next
0: week so it's about to get really really exciting it mm-hmm. is yeah that's neat yes you can feel the uh you can feel the energy on the site and stuff like when I'm watching everybody share and start to talk about it now, like you could just see it growing right now. It's cool.
1: Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And our attendees are just so, so good the way that they interact with each other and the information that they
0: share. It's awesome. What were your first classes for the first year? Do you remember?
1: Um, yes. Yeah. So photography, we, we had a lot of photography because back then um, Facebook being... existed, Yeah. but you really weren't using a whole lot of social media to grow your blog. You yep. were um like all email lists and just the information that you shared and being well known. And there were a bunch of don't know if you remember like all of the like the chat boxes and stuff um
0: like I'm trying to think of the groups and stuff
1: yes all the yeah. all the groups and yeah. so they were just really active in all of those um so and like I think Yahoo Messenger maybe was a thing and MySpace yeah. and it's
0: different different apps with different ways of communicating than it is now
1: 100%. Yeah. So we did sessions on all of that. Um, and then really growing your blog, growing your following and your readership and your subscribers, subscribers. Um, that was a lot of the classes, photography. We had a lot more hands-on. So back then it was 50% blogging business and 50% hands-on.
0: Okay. And now
1: there's so much more business. There's influencer business with social media. There's, I mean, just so much. There's Pinterest and I mean, all kinds of avenues. And then we also, there's really just a lot of different ways to make money doing this content creation business. Mm -hmm. So we try to kind of enlighten and broaden everybody's Scope, So they're not just focused on brand relations or just focused on Instagram.
0: Yeah. I saw there was like SEO breakdown for like your websites, like just to understand a certain topic like that is huge. Yeah. The the taxes for influencers. I don't want to, yeah, I got that great class, things that she wish she knew before she started creating content. Like,
1: yes those are all great too. And there. those are all kind of new, um, HTML website creation was something big that was back back then. Mm. Now it seems like folks hire that out a lot more than the DIY.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Or you use like a, a subscription that makes it easier to yes. build your site so you can do it yourself, but like in a yes. very easy, basic way.
1: And and that has come so far for blogging. You know, I mean, it's like
0: plug and play almost. Yeah, that's neat. Um, I'm curious, just in general, over the years, what classes have you attended yourself that have helped you grow? Or have you <laughs> had the chance? I was gonna say that, or have you even had the chance to get into <laughs> any of these? So that's hard, huh? Like to oh. see all these classes happening and not be able to participate.
1: Exactly. Well, so that's why I was so jazzed about starting Haven with this group of amazing, talented women. Um, They all had beautiful blogs. And so I was so excited to learn from, you know, the best. And, but my, my job is so tactile and you know, in the trenches per se. I was just so, thinking about
0: workbench con. I don't think I saw yeah. you breathe, you know? No, so right. I can imagine.
1: Which is exactly where I truly want to be. It's yeah. what makes my heart sing. But, um, but yeah, that is why I started. I was like, you don't even have to pay me. I'm going to learn and we'll be good. And then it just, you know, just Blossomed. kept growing and growing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, pretty cool.
0: Now, did you have past experience with throwing events like that from your career before?
1: Yes. Yeah. So I started um, as a interior designer and studied architecture, loved it, but you know, you just start to get burned out Mm. and more and more of my client's um, that creative side, you know, I just kind of go in circles. Yeah. Um, more and more of my clients started hiring me for their special events because I would throw these, you know, great little events for my girls or for my parents or what have you. And that is really where I found what I love is Yeah. one, one day, uh, one of my clients hired me for her corporate event and it was, they had macy's as their benchmark and so like oh my goodness (laughs) and so much pressure and i just built 10 different christmas trees in my garage you know around the clock loved every second of it the girls helped me glitter and glue and yada yada and so um that's i'm like okay i have got to make a career change out of
0: doing this yeah
1: And so I started my own business with that and life happens and I just needed a little bit more structure and, um, a paycheck, a regular paycheck. And so, um, a girlfriend of mine had a corporate events business. Hers was not so much like special detailed design, but it, it taught me a lot about the logistic side of events.
0: I'm sure you and, made some good um, contacts too in that process.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, and I just had that's actually how my neighbor contacted me with Rhoda, because oh. um, she, he I had just come back from a huge conference in San Diego, and had so much pride and was so happy. Everything went yeah. great. The client was super happy, and um, so that. And then one thing led to another. And at the time I still had my full-time job. I was just kind of doing this on the side. And, um, and then Workbench started four years ago and thank God, because that's about the same time that my mom was really sick. Mm -hmm. So I kept my job for two more years and then was able to leave my job and just do these two special events. And then I do some other corporate events like Christmas park. Christmas is always a really busy time for me. Um, and, you know, a few things here and there, like next weekend, I'm at, um, helping with a wedding. So you some things busy. here and there, yeah. keep keep it, you know, really fun and energy energetic. But yeah, I just, I can't, I can't complain one second about my job. I love it.
0: So, I mean, I have a blast helping out with all the stuff that you do. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, it's always I am changing so grateful
1: for you. Because <laughs> you do all the things that I don't really, you know. I'm not. I love to interact on yeah. social, but not like a job. Like you yeah. do so great. Thank and you. Yeah, you really do. So it's the,
0: awesome. You know, it was it was tough with Haven at first because I didn't know that crew. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't following a lot of those accounts. Only a few kind of like hopped over from like the workbench con Brew, And now I'm starting to get to know everybody. It's really fun. I kind of can like, I'm learning who they are and their personalities. So it is really interesting to, to see everybody. And I'm getting like super excited to actually meet them all when we're yes. at Haven. It's a great group of yeah. people. Like how did you narrow down like your focus to those two general areas, like the DIY and then like the lifestyle?
1: So, my that's my total background. I
0: love um, the DIY
1: everything. You know, I think it's a spirit that I connect with. I feel like that's one of my really strong points is that resourcefulness. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so, I really admire that in all of you guys, all the attendees, and the speakers and mentors. I think everybody has this DIY spirit. And what that means is like you just, you're courageous. You get the job done. Yeah. You know, you you go back to the drawing board a couple times if if the first time fails, but you see it mm-hmm. all the way through. And there's something about that that's just really special. And um, so that's what I love. I did that. Didn't really answer your question, but I <laughs> started yeah. as an architect in in um, college. I would take those studios where you have to learn how to use tools and. As nice. a woman, Haven was the first one that I started with. And as a woman using tools, it was rare. Yeah, and yeah. so, the very, very empowering. Mm-hmm. And so, I I remember the first time that I was able to walk into one of our workshop rooms and Ryobi was hosting a scroll saw class. Oh, wow. And you know, 25 women with scroll saws in their hands and smiles on their faces, I started crying. It's like, <laughs> that was, that just encapsulate, enveloped the, everything that I started, i, I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, we're really empowering women to have the confidence to use new things and broaden their, you know, their, um, List of things that they can do and bring to their clients or bring to their homes or, you know, what have you. So, right,
0: just general skills for life, too. Just, yeah, you have an issue. Oh, I can fix that really quick myself. I know how to use this tool or I can make that exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And self pride is like priceless. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then also again, for, for women specifically, Jess Crow says it best, but she, she does a lot of our epoxy class. She does all of our epoxy classes and, um, she is amazing. And she started, it's kind of like the whole direct sales idea. She started creating her craft and selling it Mm -hmm. and now kills it. Right. Oh yeah. She's got a
0: whole maker epoxy with total boat. Like that's awesome.
1: Exactly. And, um, and so she was able to have that freedom and make choices in her life that were all based on the right motives, Mm -hmm. you know, and as women, sometimes we get stuck in situations where we can't make those choices. And I just, I feel like when we have alternate resources of income and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the strengths in those areas, we can, we have freedom
0: like I told you working for you now has given me the freedom to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a chance on myself. I'm going to quit my job that I've been 16 years at and, you know, try this, try this yes. out. And like everything that I'm learning and stuff like that, it's all contributing to it too. So like, I know like when I'm at Haven, I'm going to be popping in those classes <laughs> and absorbing yes. because yeah. I need it. And it's going to be so awesome. And just the to take that back and bring it home. And that same energy, just like from WorkbenchCon, you come back so your mind doesn't stop moving. It's really great. You've created something amazing, just so you know, because people literally leave there, have a thousand ideas and they start trying them and some fail and, you know, some might just right. pop off and be amazing and change your life. So you never know. You
1: never know. Yeah. And that's just it. I And the failures, my mom taught me, if you never fail, you never yeah. have anything to come back from. Yeah. And, and so I think that's beautiful because fail, failing at something does not define you no. or me or us. It's it's just setting us up for a success when we take that next step and we mm-hmm. we brush off our knees and we go forward, you know, because yeah. now we know. Yep. Yeah.
0: So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, believe me, I failed so much with my CNC when I first got it. <laughs> so, so many boards just drilled right through. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be doing the same with this laser as I learned it. I know, <laughs> but, but I did get it turned on. Stuff. Oh, it is. No, it is. Yeah, Scary, It's frustrating too. I'm not going to, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't want to,
1: you know, let anything People think that I'm like oh, you know, pink elephants yeah. and rainbows. <laughs> Failures <but laughs> are fun, <laughs> it's
0: not fun, but no. yeah, you learn a lot from it. That's oh, that's what? the whole point, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And you are gonna fail. I mean, you are, it, oh, absolutely, it, you know, it's a given, and just about everything, I think. Mm-hmm. But, so,
0: yeah, I'm curious because I know I like Workbench You gave a speech, and not everybody got to hear it, and I and that's like one of the big reasons I wanted to record with you tonight. Um, when people attend these events, I would love you to just kind of explain what kind of like you did to everybody else, how you envision it for them. Like if they go to a class and it's not working for them, what should they do? Things like that.
1: Yes. Okay. So I think I know at least two, and I might go into three big pieces of advice, um, be bold. So, and by bold, I mean this in several different ways. One, um, don't be afraid to walk up to somebody. If you wa- are walking by and you overhear something that you're intrigued by, smile at that person, make eye contact and hopefully they'll o- that circle or whatever, they'll open up and, and read that and be bold and join in that conversation because the friendships and the collaborations that get made from those interactions are crazy
0: powerful. Absolutely. So be
1: bold in that. And I know, I understand that that's intimidating, but just keep a smile on your face, keep your ears open and, and keep your eyes, looking at other people's eyes and make that eye contact. Um, so allow, I guess, put yourself in a position where you're making those doors open. And then um, also with sessions, If you see a session and you read the description and you arrive at the class and it is not what you're looking for, if it's either too beginner, too advanced, not the right, you know, not the right description. Yeah. It is okay. No one is going to take it personally for you to quietly just leave. Um, Nobody wants you to waste your time. At a session that is wasting your time, does right. that make sense?
0: No, it does. I mean, you can. You only have so many classes you can choose from at one time because exactly. they do overlap. And I mean, I can't imagine with scheduling it; it's impossible to spread those out. So you have to make a, an educated choice, and if you make the wrong one, right. perhaps, like you said, maybe the description didn't match what they were. Teaching about which you—I mean—I know you're not trying to do that, but that just happens sometimes. Things shift. sometimes it does. Yeah, and yeah. It's, no one can control that, so make a decision. Help yourself. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly.
1: So, yeah, one of my favorite, you know, explanation sentences is "be bold." Yeah. Um, because it really does help you in so many ways, and it is intimidating getting up out of a classroom that's you know, maybe a quarter of the way in and, and you're like, oh, this is not for me. Um, so my, my advice also is if you feel like there is some sort of uncertainty um, when you're making your schedule, go ahead and highlight your second choice, because that way you can beeline it to your second yeah. choice and not miss too much.
0: Yeah. So true. And people worry yeah. they, they leave, they go in and out through these classes. They do. So.
1: They do. Yeah. And, and, you might have to go to the bathroom. You may have a phone call. I mean, nobody knows. And everybody does care on a level, but it's not, it's not on you. You just go ahead and and leave and go to something that makes more
0: sense for you. Absolutely, it was smart. I, I really liked hearing that in the beginning because for me too, like I'm not somebody who's going to get up and leave in those situations. And I actually did do that the second day. I'm like, you know what? no, no, i rather go to this or, you know, or yes. take a minute and just socialize with some people, well, you know, which is That's huge. right too. Yeah.
1: It's sometimes too many classes can get, unless you're a good note taker, you have a great comprehension level. Mm-hmm. Sometimes six classes in two days is a lot.
0: It is. And mm-hmm.
1: it's a lot of information. So you may want to on Saturday, go and use that time to talk to sponsors or um, meet with somebody that you've clicked with and that you want to, you know, do a collaboration, a living room or a, you know, a luncheon series or Mm -hmm. what have you, whatever the theme might be and talk about that and flesh it out a little bit more in person because in person, you know, I know coming off of COVID, we've all learned this virtual format, which is a beautiful thing, Mm -hmm. but there's so much power in reading people's energy and vibes, um, at an in-person event. So it's important.
0: It's an amazing experience too, to just see everybody in one room. It's, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. The
1: energy is like off the chart.
0: Yeah, no, it was, (laughs) you you could just feel everybody's energy as exhausting as that can be. So be prepared to be hungover afterwards. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes, yes. Even if you don't drink, because mm-hmm. you don't drink,
0: I don't drink. I was hung no. over for a week. But it was yeah. rough. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yep. sensory overload.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But it's
1: worth it. It is so worth it.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think it's uh, it's it's a really neat thing, and I like how it's evolved. Like I said, into like you said, workbench con as well. So that was another thing that like you had a conversation, and and that stemmed from that, right? It was someone. Yes. Yeah, so okay.
1: we so we had Haven, and yeah. you know Haven's branding is very feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never said women only, but it is primarily women that right. attend, and um, you know year after year more and more men came because vlogging became really popular. Right,
0: they want to learn,
1: and um, the the YouTubers came on strong, and just da 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 da. And one thing led to another. And I had a conversation in the elevator um, at Haven, I guess, 2017. And Workbench was born from legit an elevator conversation. So that's another piece of advice. (laughs) (laughs) Have have your kind of elevator pitch down, no joke, you know because you never know what can happen in the elevator. And again, be bold. If you're looking at someone and you know this somebody and they're in the elevator with you, say, hey, Carianne. oh my gosh, I love that you shared your whole story about your New England home and da da da. Be bold to say something to this person, call them by name, let them know why you appreciate them. Yeah. It's only gonna make people feel special. Yeah. You're not gonna look bad. don't even and who knows? Karianne might want to invite me to her New England home and we do we do a whole cooking study together. I mean, who yeah. knows what could happen you know? Ann, if you're listening, I'm just using this an example.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny because I know you had mentioned it earlier when we started recording it's just like the eye contact thing. Yeah. Just doing that opens you up for just enough experiences just, just doing that. Cause some people, they might be bolder than you are and yeah. they'll open that up for you instead of, you know, you having to, but you having the, the nerve, the, to actually just stare into someone's eyes. It takes a lot to not just put your head down and scan the room. It yeah. takes an effort, but yeah. you it. are
1: enough to make that effort. Yeah. And, and that's, it is all you have to do is make eye contact and have a smile on your face. Yeah. And it is amazing the conversations that will come out of that.
0: And a good elevator pitch.
1: And a good <laughs> elevator pitch. What I would say in an elevator pitch is, um, you know, somebody says, Oh, what do you do for a living? And I say, Oh, I put on uh, social media conferences for the DIY space. Generally, people are like, huh? But it intrigues them.
0: Yep, they'll ask more know? questions.
1: And they ask more questions, and and that's the elevator pitch, right? You don't want to sell yourself; you just want to give a little bit to tease somebody to be intrigued and have a conversation. Um, now, in an elevator, you generally only have about fifteen to twenty seconds. So, um, you know, at that point, if they're sincerely intrigued, then I would hand them my card and say, "I'd love to, you know, chat more." If it's local meet you for coffee or whatever, you know, it just
0: depends on how, what they are. Right. Cause you're meeting people from all over the place. So
1: exactly. But at Haven, you will want to have your card ready to hand them. If they ask you any more about whatever it is that you say, you know, I, I refinish furniture um, and I use a lot of metallic in my finishes, Mm -hmm. then they'll be intrigued to, um, you know ask more and if they do make sure you have that card ready to give to them um yeah. because the and then and then the job of the recipient of this business card is to write down oh she uses metallic finish in her furniture i need to make sure that when i follow up with her i mention that and where i met her right you know in the elevator so that way i stand out when i'm writing to this person I stand out and I make her feel special because I remembered something that she told me. It's
0: a nice tidbit. So make sure you have something to write with. Make sure you bring business cards or yes. stickers, I assume as well, if you don't have them. But business yeah. cards sounds like a smart idea with the writing notes and stuff. For, um, for anybody coming that, I know we've talked about what to bring, you know, the business cards like that. When they're approaching brands, what yes. do you recommend for them? Because they're going to have a small window.
1: Yes. So a couple things. We have an amazing session on that. And if this um, information doesn't get out fast enough, um, it'll be also recorded on the Haven site for a short amount of time. Okay, great. Um, and Stephanie Watkins with Casa Watkins Living is going to be hosting a whole session on approaching grants at Haven. Um, but what you want to have, a media kit is a little, I, I would say if you have one, I think it's important to bring maybe two or three. So you may just save the money off printing and have that as a reason to follow up. You know, oh, I wasn't able to give you the The media media kit kit while we saw each other at Haven, but here's, I'd love to take the opportunity to go ahead and attach it here. Um, That's a great kind of icebreaker to Mm -hmm. follow up with the brands that you meet. Um, So I think that dressing professionally and this means if if your brand is a t-shirt and a knot to the side and a flowy skirt and tennis shoes that's what you need to do if your brand is really bright fun colors and um kind of quirky that's what you need to portray if your brand is you know more urban outfitters subdued and you're kind of like the socal vibes I think you need to make sure that you kind of portray the brand, uh, um, your brand. Mm -hmm. So the brand or the sponsor really can get a feel of what they're going to get when they connect with you as their ambassador or, you know, what have you. I I like that. I was
0: curious, honestly, because you like, you look in the photos and people seem to dress up at Haven. Mm -hmm. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm a t-shirt and a hat kind of (laughs) girl. you know, and
1: that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's your brand. And so yeah. that's good because that, that tells the sponsor yep. who you are. Mm-hmm. And then they're demogra- They might be trying to get more people. Like right. You. They might
0: be trying to get to that. Yeah, exactly.
1: And uh, again, be bold. You have no idea what that sponsor is looking for just because yeah. they've always worked with this same demographic, the same style doesn't mean that they are not ready for change. You know, so be bold in who you are, accentuate that because you want to stand out. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: And I know what I heard from just talking to, I don't know if you've, well, I'm sure you have talked to him plenty of times, Mr. Wall Storage himself from Wall Control Richard. Yes, I love him. He's great. I was on his show recently and he he was a big, um, about being unique with your pitch, yes. like have an original unique way that you're going to be using whatever tool or, you know, application that you want to work with, make sure you have something that's going to stand out from everybody else. And that's it's going to be original to you. Cause I think like yes. that makes a huge difference when they're hearing different, you know, pitches.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and what is that? And that's what you need to, um, dance that line with. Right. Yeah. So, um, if, if you do hand lettering, which a lot of folks do hand lettering, but your style is you add a lot of color flow through it mm-hmm. instead of just using black, then that's what you'd say. I, I'm really into hand lettering, um, and adding a lot of, a lot of movement through color,
0: Yeah,
1: something to like that. And, and I don't know, you'd be an iridescent unicorn, just what, whatever it is. Um, don't be shy to let folks know what makes you different. And it's the smallest little thing all the way up to a, to a really big new concept.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, you don't have to recreate the wheel by any manner of means. Yeah. I know for like, for just cause we're talking about wall control when they worked with me on this whole setup here, no one ever uses these little panels that keep the contents on the shelf. They always just buy the shelves. So for them, when I'm telling them I'm putting all of my paint inside of there and I'm going to be using those shelf liners, they were ecstatic because now people get to see them out in the world and being utilized, yes. you know? Yes. So it helps them too, because they get different examples, different setups that, that didn't have as an example before. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And so many of, um, the Haven Mavens are so clever, just like that. They're yeah. so clever, so creative. I, I remember being shocked and stunned by one of our sponsors for their swag. They gave a square piece of plywood. And on the back was a sticker with a challenge. And what these women did okay with, with this square of plywood to this day, I can't tell you one. I'm trying, I'm racking my brain. <laughs>
0: I'm so curious one
1: Example, but it was so good. And I was so impressed. I wouldn't have thought about any of them. I mean, clearly, and now I can't even remember one, but, (laughs) um, you know, even if it was just like a stamp, you know, carving out a happy face and making it a stamp, it's, it's like, it was so cool what they, what they did. And I would just look at it and say, Oh, I have no idea. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Put it to the side. Well, I think that's what, that's what makes it different for all of the people who are out there, you know, Working on their homes, making it better. They are people who go that one step above, who'll take that yes. challenge with that piece yes. of plywood and not just throw it to the side. Yes. You know, yes. Different yeah. Different breed. Amazing.
1: Yeah. And that's what I love. I love the that creative spirit. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. I think I think the power of Haven is the niche of it. We we really attract the the DIYers and the lifestyle bloggers who are very heavily interested in that whole design mm-hmm. aspect, and so within meeting in person, the niche part of it, meeting like-minded people that absolutely every everybody there is interested yeah. in the same things that that we all are, um, is huge. And it can be huge for your business. Like we talked about earlier, if you, if you just keep your eyes to everybody else's eyes, make that eye contact, have a smile, be ready to enter into conversation, which I, I mean, I do, I know that we're a lot of, um, you know, we work on a computer, so we do a lot of virtual kind of interaction. Um, so, So one of the best, best things about the power of Haven is One of the barriers for social anxiety is already broken down for us because 98% of the folks that are there already are so into what we all are already into. Yeah. So that's huge for us. So eyes open and smile, and chances are you're going to find somebody to um, chit chat with. And the second really good thing for um, the social anxiety breakdown is we meet three times during Haven. And the first time is right after the welcome reception. So right out of the gate, we're already kind of um, narrowing down to Mm -hmm. small groups. So 10 to 15 women are um, grouped together and we work hard to group women that are in the same. So if you paint, we're gonna try to put you with painters. Um, if you build, we're gonna try to put you with builders. If you're a couple blogger, we're gonna put you, you know, we really try to make our small group. Um that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Yeah. But that's nice though. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so there are a couple really big ways that we really understand the social awkward moments and try to break them down or try to break that barrier down. We also are doing a um, scavenger hunt that's going to be really interactive this year, which is kind of new. And then we have a hospitality crew, too, that are just going to be kind of floating around and very open, body language, um, you know, everything, very open to answering any kind of questions and all that. So we get it. We get, last year was our 10th year.
0: Wow. Wow. That's awesome. But yeah, I was saying like, you just, you learned over the years, things to have, like knowing that you should have people walking around who are open, are going to be engaging people that just helps the conversation start and gets people to start mingling together and forming smaller groups to talk. Yeah,
1: exactly. And building that confidence. Cause I do think that, that once you have a little bit of confidence, you'll have a lot of confidence, Mm -hmm. especially during at Haven, um, just because like the power of being with like-minded people is,
0: is transformational. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people are interested in the topic that you want to talk about, like right. truly interested in, and they know references. Like it's really the whole yeah. different world, a different experience. Yeah. It's like, yeah,
1: my, my husband can't stand that. He can't park the car in the garage because my garage is full of my yeah. workshop stuff. And yeah. And then you just talk about that whole that
0: whole thing can be an hour conversation, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. So, and it's fun. interesting. I mean, like you said, it's not all women that go. It's just that the majority are. So it's a different way to relate to other women. Like when you don't have that kind of a chance normally when you're in a group with other women. Like my kids said it to me before. Um, they come home from school, Mom, you're the only woodworker. out of all the other friends' moms, we asked. Like that's asked. different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Little, little kids. We asked. You know but like it's those little things that they were like proud of so it's it's cool to, yeah. to hang out with other people who probably have had those same experiences you know exactly exactly and these yeah. these are
1: women that use are used to using tools they probably have more tools than their partner spouses mm-hmm. you know boyfriends yep. so yeah, yeah it's so fun
0: yeah very neat for, for <laughs> con. I'm just kind of curious um Now I know we've got a long time till it comes, but it's really not that long. It comes Uh, so fast. No, I
1: know. I was thinking, actually, it's funny that you
0: brought it up because I was thinking this morning, I have got to start like getting that going now. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that, like, so adding that whole other event, that's in the timing and stuff, like you have them spread apart, but man, does it feel like they collide quickly now that I'm like working with you? I'm starting to like- I'm like, don't sleep on WorkbenchCon. We got to start thinking about that. Like, I, I keep having <laughs> it in my head because right now, you're, it's, it's get all the, you know, you got to get all the promotions ready and, and get all the things together for Haven. But then you, you got to also be planning yeah. for WorkbenchCon. So, do you get a lot of sponsors that work with both events or does that not transfer? Oh, totally transfer. Oh, that's good. Um,
1: I would say 25. 25- to almost 50%. That's great. Um, I think Workbench is a little bit more popular
0: mm-hmm.
1: with sponsors. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what, you know, what the difference is there. Um, I'm assuming because yeah. we
0: use more products more, Yeah, you know what I mean? I think there's more consumables being used. Mm-hmm.
1: That was actually one of the most important things for me to express at workbench is that's why we wanted the photography sessions and we wanted the the stylization sessions so people really appreciated
0: that by the way because a lot of people who would work don't have those photography skills and it's a huge gap yeah or
1: just style you know it's like I can't tell you how many workbench conners I got workbench con makers I go and I see all their pictures and their thing, like I can see that their items, their craft is absolutely mind-blowing, amazing. But it's on, like, it's got all this clutter in the background. There's There's
0: an oil spill next to it.
1: Yeah, with (laughs) sawdust and like, geez, you know, we need to style that. We need to style these things.
0: Yeah, I also think too, it's a gap in um, just skill level in general. So like a lot of people who have been doing like woodworking for a long time, they didn't grow up with that technology, you know, the the phones Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and using that, or maybe they're not obsessed with movies. So they don't, they don't know what cinematography is that you should pan your camera and get like a stylized shot. They don't do that. So like, they just put it in one spot and they hit record and what you get is what you get. So it's an awakening. I think when you go to these things and you learn like storyboard board for my project. Like I'm going to actually plan out shot lists. Like yeah. that's, that's a different world that people aren't thinking about. And I know after workbench con, we got tagged a ton with people just trying camera angles and loving the different look. And those takeaways from the classes were huge for people. Yes. So. Yes, for
1: sure. And I, I mean, and that's, that's where, you know, video, video has this whole cinematic artistic mm-hmm. aspect um that is really fun to dive into and I, and i think now that it's being forced upon us right that youtube will start to see a lot more and i think youtube is actually kind of getting into the shorts i think they're
0: called yeah they've been pushing their shorts cuz they got to compete with the reels and tiktok yeah so, but yeah. i
1: don't know i don't know if they need to compete because quite frankly if i'm if i'm wanting to learn how to sand properly or do a dovetail. I'm not going to Instagram or to TikTok. Right. I'm going to go straight to YouTube and I don't want a 30 second.
0: <laughs> I want I a detailed, sit down. Yeah. yeah. I think the shorts are to get you for that, like that entertainment level. You know what I mean? Because right, we're dumb humans and we like to be entertained. So right. I think they're trying to appease like, yes, you come here for learning, but maybe you should stick around to get a laugh. I think that's kind of what they're trying to do it's more staying on the app situation well it's smart because
1: i think that's what disney did with uh pixar right
0: oh yeah they they changed it all up Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Yeah. with those cute little shorts with all the toasters and the robots and the this is and the that's at the the beginning of it all yeah Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) my kids now they're six and they're starting to like watch those little intros and like when we can't get that acorn And they're just like dying, and I'm like, I remember seeing that for the first time, and it's really funny seeing them. It's like he can't get it, (laughs) you know. He's trying, he's trying, he's trying so hard. (laughs) Yeah, he just can't get it. (laughs) I just think it's so cool. Like WorkbenchCon is so young still. Yeah, yeah. Because it is so beloved. Before I attended the first one people talk about it and it's like a thing that you think about all year long and it's only four years old. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty insane how quickly that was adapted and, and, and taken in and appreciated. That has to feel great. It it does feel great, but it also took, um,
1: there's a lot of, a lot of big guys that helped, um, you know, make that energy level, um, You know to what it is, and I am just so grateful to that group. Um, Their sounding board—they really helped, you know, create the classes and let me know what was important. And um, and then we're there and showed up and were available, because that's huge at WorkbenchCon yeah. is is to be for those guys to be available.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, to have and now more you and more,
1: yes, and now more and more big name women that are vloggers and in this whole science and DIY and woodworking space Mm -hmm. are starting to, um, come up and it's, yeah, it's so cool.
0: So my first time gone was this year. And I remember previously, like they'd always talk about like, Oh yeah, we would do a group shot of all the women. And like this year they didn't do that, but there was no need. It was half women like, right it's amazing to see how big it's grown, like, and evolved into,
1: yeah, because that was really, you know, it was really meant to be more masculine, and so to see all these amazing women doing you know, coming and that can totally outbuild some of these guys is it's just, just
0: so cool. It shows how the world has been changing where it's, everything's an equal playing ground now. Like yes. you want to go build something, go build something. Doesn't matter what sex, gender, whatever, however you identify, like
1: go right. have fun.
0: Like, and that's do huge. what you love. It's do huge. what you love. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Even if it's for a hobby, Our goal, obviously creating these conferences, we want you to monetize it. So it sets you free, but but yeah, do, just do it.
0: Like you don't have to have a big following to attend these things. And I think people get scared about that. I know I did when I first started. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I haven't, my numbers are way too small. I shouldn't go, you know, like that's what kept me back from the first couple of years. And then people go with two followers. doesn't matter. You're just starting off. You're going to get so much knowledge that's going to boost you exactly
1: so you no. don't start making all those mistakes and yes. wasting all that time and getting frustrated mm-hmm. you know you you're actually starting with a really strong foundation yeah so we get asked that question via email often is this right for me yes. and um if you are remotely starting of thinking a career in content creation um, really, it doesn't even matter the field. Um, right. We are more geared towards the DIY space, but the information on the classes is really for any any content creator, influencer. Um, yeah, and there's I have conferences. To agree. Yeah, and there's conferences. I I do suggest that um, unless you're local, like to the Atlanta area, so it's just mm-hmm. really easy for you to come to us. Um, I do strongly suggest finding your niche. So, if you're a travel blogger, if you're a fashion blogger, if you're makeup, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever. If you're food, there's lots of food blogging conferences. I believe. Um, I know there used to be, but COVID's changed things again, and I'm not quite up on everything. But, yeah. but the, I'm I'm truly passionate about gathering people that have Mm like-mindedness because again, it's a virtual world we live in. So social, social awkwardness is a real thing. Yeah. And if you're already going to break down 50% of that barrier by just having very
0: similar likes in life, that's, that's big. You know, what's interesting is like, I feel like we, we understand about the social barriers now, before COVID, was that something that was still high on your radar? Or, okay, it was, right? Because I feel like it, it has to be with you. I feel like you really it, do understand it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so, um, you know, now 2020 was like, a, uh, I hope that it impacted everybody um, for the better because I think it did really uh, stimulate change in mm-hmm. a lot of
0: ways. It did.
1: But um, so before that, I will say, it it wasn't the same. I understood people not feeling comfortable and feeling rejected, mm-hmm. no matter who they were. I understood what that felt like and what it felt like to to smile at someone and not necessarily get a smile back. That was the extent. And and to feel kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm a I'm this one person going to this 500 person event by myself. I'm so shy. I can't talk to anybody. I know what that feels like. And so we tried hard from the beginning to just keep hearing people's feedback and how to fix, how to fix or how to help this situation. And then, um, and then with 2020, you know, all of that revelation Mm
0: -hmm. on
1: so many of our parts, it, it brought a lot of conversation that maybe had been taboo before and now we were all of a sudden licensed to have these, these awkward talks with people and what an enlightenment, you know? Yeah. So, sure. um, so now I feel like we're doing even better and better. You know, And we, we do try, we try our best.
0: Yeah, I love <laughs> that you, you know, are ready to hear feedback. Like after yes. WorkbenchCon, you had a thing ready to go out, like a survey ready to go out. Like you knew it's important to see how people felt, what they took away, what do they want to see for the future? So I think that's really great that you want to hear that. And then you take that information and you try to implement it where you can.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, we are not, we wouldn't exist if it weren't for everybody listening, you know? So if, if, if nobody is happy or if we can make the
0: experience
1: better, we're all about it. That's, that's what literally why we exist.
0: (laughs) No, it's great. For this seven day challenge that we're going to be doing, what is the whole inspiration behind it? Because it's very exciting.
1: So we are so excited to do all of the challenges, but this one is specific to um, win a ticket to the Haven Conference. And we are really wanting you to get outside of your comfort zone, inspire you to create content, uh, tag us and just get involved with all of the Haven mavens. And that way, when we see each other, we have so much to talk about in front of each other. It's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah. It's a great way to get your name out there. If you haven't already, if you're afraid or uninspired, it's a great way to have a seven day challenge like that. And then as they're posting that you want to make sure they're doing, we are Haven 2022. So that way, yes. So that way we can track it and get everybody can follow that and see what everybody else is making
1: exactly exactly and we will reshare so you will be introduced to the community um
0: well i would say last year's party was like a flapper inspired themed one this year it's going to be 90s theme so like i'm guessing like 90s r&b like fun pop music all that stuff
1: Exactly. So it will turn into a throwdown towards the end of the night and maybe even sooner um, because we all love to dance
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: And a lot of the attendees get really into the theme, which is so great. Um, And we're looking at 90s red carpet. So anybody, you know, whether it's a movie star, a TV star, a music pop idol whoever you want to kind of dress up as or if you're just simply inspired by the fashion of the 90s um go all out and we're going to have well we may have a teal carpet versus a red carpet but
0: ooh a teal carpet <laughs> i like that that's so fun
1: definitely have a photo step and repeat kind of situation so it's going to be super fun and highly encouraged to get into it cuz a lot of people do and it is so
0: fun. I think it's great because it can go in any style too. Like like you said, like yeah, your favorite actor, you could be Robin Williams if you wanted and come in some crazy Hawaiian shirt that he would wear, you know, like exactly. Or, or you can go Michelin. pretty woman. I was I was <laughs> saying, or like pretty woman, you like do like this whole like curly hair julia roberts red dress thing or something you know like yes the i mean spectrum. that could go like yeah. all kinds of ways right i really hope, you hope we have the... a bunch of julia roberts and different versions of pretty woman yes. like yes. the polka dot dress. Be... <laughs> that would be
1: amazing <laughs> the polka dot dress do you know i still have a polka dot dress See? <laughs> still from from that i i loved that it's i think it's even laura ashley to tell you how old it is i think it might <laughs> be from the 90s <laughs>
0: Vintage, vintage, yes, it's vintage, it's, it's vintage, Laura, Ashley. <laughs> That's great. Now, the, um, have there always been a dance party at the end or is that something that just kind of came naturally? So, um,
1: pretty much we've always had a farewell dance party and it's hilarious because I don't remember if it was the first or second year, um, when it started, but it did start very early haven days and it was like clear plastic plates, um, homemade cakes. Yep. And Coke, you know, Nets. Coke and water and then a killer DJ and that was it. Um, and then as it, as Haven evolved and my love for a good theme, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we just, we just have created themes um, in the last, uh, what, four years, five years. So it's always been a dance party though. Yeah,
0: that's great. Sure. Well, you said Workbench Con doesn't yes. normally have a dance party, but this year we sure did. We sure did. Oh, so was what? awesome. Yeah, Friday.
1: <laughs> so Haven is Friday night in where we're all like in our cozies and we're mm-hmm. crafting and learning new techniques on, um, you know, some fun projects. And then um, a workbench. It was a total like killer, crazy, good time. It was so awesome. Funny. Yeah. <laughs>
0: totally when different. It was, uh, I know it was funny because like I had asked the DJ and I was just like, can we change the music are we gonna get in trouble and he's like maybe i'm like let's do it anyway." <laughs> like, i'm like the bad kid up there i'm like come on let's just do it well but- i think a load of folks are happy
1: that you did because <laughs> it turned out to be i've uh, we've heard game changer more than once yes yeah.
0: well yeah because we were we were exhausted we were done talking we it was time to party <laughs> exactly exactly
1: every and everybody is everybody's ready to just let down let go and it's nice that you can can do it all together
0: in one venue like that's the nice part is that you keep the party contained together yeah instead of having people spread out across the city you know
1: yeah or having to worry about transportation and yada yada no right all inclusive all all together I think there's something kind of, um, sweet about that, that I, I love being part of the brand.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Well, thank you for taking an hour to sit with me and record this. I appreciate it.
1: Oh gosh. Thank you. It's so fun.
0: All right. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Kristen. She has a lot of experience with these events now and each year they've been transforming to another higher level. So I'm excited to see what's to come with Haven, as well as with WorkbenchCon. It's only been four of those so far, so there's only good things in the future. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe so you can see a notification for when the next episode drops. Appreciate you listening, and if you would like to support the show, please head on over to patreon.com slash makerconversations. Have a great night. Goodbye.